0: Back 2024 AJ Preller, Bob Melvin, John and Jim. Wrap up show off season as big of an off season as the Padres have ever had is underway. As AJ Preller speaks to the media, I have a new mic. Thank God. How does it sound? Uh, we're gonna be with you for the next hour. John and Jim, with you. Subscribe if you're here. Thank you for the super chats. Appreciate your support. Find us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you want to contribute, we'll get to. Whatever's on your mind when it comes to super chats, click the dollar sign below the chat box. But we heard from A.J. Preller today. Eency-beatsy amount of accountability, I would say. Just a little bit from A.J. Preller, um, who called it disappointing and frustrating this past year, said it was a waste. Um, And now the offseason is underway. It appears as if Jim Bob Melvin will be back for 2024. I don't know if it's a guarantee, but it does appear as if Bob Melvin will be back for 2024 and now we wait on the move snell hater soto everything that's going to transpire this off season but we heard from aj preller somewhat surprisingly on this wednesday morning he spoke to the media for 30 plus minutes i don't think he gave us everything that we wanted um, but he did speak with the media and it appears jim that well preller will be back and it appears as if bob melvin will be back as well
1: congratulations on your new microphone thank you it took you what one day no i'm and then like how many hours did it take you to figure everything out i literally facetimed you two times yesterday it, it, it was ridiculous he didn't know how to attach the microphone to no the uh, boom stand that he has and he didn't realize there's an adapter cord with it and then didn't know how to properly set everything up um that's correct I, i'm actually the, the most surprising thing of today is that this microphone actually works nothing that you aj really probably was surprising but everything that uh uh, you are going to say tonight on your new microphone and having it work. That's, that's the surprising part of today. I agree with that. Um, all right. I couldn't say it's on the radio because I can't cuss, but what the fuck? <laughs> like that was pretty bad. That, that, that today was bad. And at this point in time, like, what do you expect? What do you expect from him? You you expect him to do exactly what he's done today over and over and over and over again, you'll never get any like legitimate questions answered. You will never um get anything from Preller ever. That's just his his MO. Um I think Chad said it best in the chat. I think we just have to accept the fact that for the foreseeable future, AJ Preller is going to be in charge of this organization because if a disaster in 2023 followed by not followed by, but predecessed by the collapse in 2021 and then the quitting in 2019 and then the suspension in 2016 and then the failed go for it, lose all your top prospects in 2015 I don't know what what it will take for change. I don't I don't know. Um and that's a scary kind of feeling as like if you're a fan knowing that kind of no matter how bad a season goes or is this guy is going to be in charge. Just he's he just is at least until 2026.
0: We'll see. I mean, that, that seems very likely based on the results of the last four or five years where you've had these three disappointments, 2019, 2021, and 2023. Um, that's definitely a possibility. I said today on the radio on John and Jim, I just feel like Padres fans deserve better than even AJ Preller provided them during that 30-minute Zoom where it's just a bunch of open-ended nothing. You cannot pin him down. He's like Teflon. It's like you have 3.2 million fans at the ballpark, and you can't answer as to whether Bob Melvin is under contract for one year or more, whether or not Bob Melvin will be granted an opportunity to interview with another team or not, um, whether the season was disappointing or not, how you um, work with Bob Melvin, whether the organization is running smoothly or not. Like, you just can't answer any question. Um, He called some of the articles and some of the quotes in the articles – he basically said they were incredible. He said they were overblown, so you know he took a little bit of responsibility. He did. If you listen back to it, I thought his opening statement. He took a little bit of responsibility, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's and I, it's hard for me to blame Preller when he's not the one that's keeping himself employed. Not, and I'm not willing to go all in here on Peter Seiler. I think you've gone a little harder than I have gone to this point, but. It's like, of course, A.J. Preller is going to be back if Peter Seidler gives him the opportunity to be back. So that's what's that's what's happened. Um, So Preller is going to be back for year 10. He spoke on behalf of the organization today. We think we're going to hear from Bob Melvin moving forward. But like, I get the frustration with Preller, but it's like we say this all the time. Hosmer didn't sign himself to the deal. Preller doesn't employ himself Mm -hmm. and nothing changes. Nothing changes.
1: I said this, uh, I think, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I forget when it's on our Instagram page. If you haven't followed us there and you have an Instagram at John and Jim on Instagram. And I said, if AJ Preller returns and nothing changes and there's no consequence for this season, um, as far as personnel go with the front office, then it's on, it's on Peter. Like it has become, on him now um he he hitched his wagon to aj perler after 2021 and after the 2021 season it was like okay well you know one that was your last chance aj you know because at that point you were what seven years in right like that was end of year seven Mm -hmm. and you had a fake playoff run in 2020 and every full season was a disaster um and it was like okay well that's like it you you are done you have no more chances you have now fired your second manager in seven years and you're on your third and the credit of the only credit he gets is like he hired bob and that was great um i don't know how much preller had in a say in that like i don't know how much sway (laughs) uh preller had to get melvin here but he did hire him, so he gets credit for that. But, like, that was his last opportunity. And if there was ever another fuck-up, then if he wasn't fired, then it's going on to Peter. Like, that's just how it works. I mean, you get one chance. And if you don't, like, make up for that, and if you don't succeed after that one chance that you got, like, they'll do, not a do-over, but, hey, you get one more chance. And he got his chance. It's over. And so now it's on Sidler. It's on Seidler. Um, I'm not saying Peter's like this horrible owner. By no means am I saying that. I think he's a really good owner. I think he's an owner um, that cares about the fans a lot. I think he puts his money where his mouth is, and he spends at a high clip. It's just the problem is the way that he is spending is just not has not worked. Um, it's become reckless, and he has given AJ way too much rope here and pretty much put all of his backing behind a man who pretty much, uh, overall, his tenure as, as a as a GM and president of baseball operations with the Padres is, is, I think, a failure.
0: Look at it this way, and we don't completely see eye-to-eye eye on it, but this is professional sports at the highest level in the Big Four, the only professional team in the city in the Big Four. And AJ even said it today, your record is your record. That's what he should be judged on. Everything else to me is put to the side. I don't even truly care about dysfunction. I don't truly care about payroll. What I do care about is a fan base being rewarded, and that didn't happen this year, despite their support. He didn't live up to expectations, and this has happened time and time again. It's a simple equation. You know, Again, how many general managers in baseball history have had 10 seasons where they've been to the postseason a full year one time? and had to hire multiple managers over those 10 seasons. He's the third most tenured general manager in baseball. It's not personal. It's all based on results. It's a tough business. People are paid handsomely. They're public jobs. If nothing else, Padres fans deserve real answers when someone like A.J. Preller is asked legitimate questions, and we get runarounds. And I just feel bad for Padres fans, honestly. With the support that Padres fans have shown this organization throughout the 2020s, since the chargers left post pandemic for us to have to, you know, deal with this past season. And this is what you get. Like, what do we get? We get a statement on Monday and then we get a general manager that didn't say much here today. And we're supposed to expect it's going to be better in 2024 as they lower the payroll coming off an 82 win season where they went 14 and two down the stretch, even to get to 82 wins. So I'm just, I'm just disappointed for the 3.2 million fans that showed up. They want transparency, honesty, accountability, and they're just not getting it today. And I think that's a big disappointment and a failure.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that if you took away the expectations of this season and how much money is spent on this team, how many superstars are on this team, how much, you know, uh minor league talent was traded away to get this team, right? If you're just telling me, all right. This the Padres finished 82 and 80. I I would I would think that these press conferences, you know, were like, "Uh, eh, okay. I mean, not, nothing's like super wrong. We we're, we're going to go back at it next year and and hopefully we're better." And it's like whoa 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 whoa! did we like forget about how much money was spent here and the giant expectations that were going into this season like did we just forget that that was a thing because it didn't seem like it hearing from uh uh, peter on monday from his statement and then aj today like i don't know about you john but did it feel like from what we have heard in the last now it's only been three days of the offseason but the, the, the two times that the Padres have spoken since they've been eliminated last Friday from postseason contention. I don't know about you, but it doesn't feel like this was like this big of the, as a, as of a dead disaster as everybody else is saying it is yeah. in their eyes.
0: I agree. Like the statement said, it didn't even say disappointing AJ Preller today. This was basically the extent of it. Obviously it was frustrating and disappointing. Personally, it feels like a lost and missed opportunity. Let me spin that to the truth this is as disappointing as a team has ever had in Padres history. And there are those that cover the sport for a living. that called the 2023 San Diego Padres, the most uh, disappointing team in baseball history. Yeah. So it's not a lost opportunity. You swung and missed big time. Okay. You weren't even in the tournament. You didn't even have a shot basically from June 1st on. So this isn't just like, Oh man, we missed an opportunity. No, you failed miserably. The fact that you're getting another swing is an amazing accomplishment. Accomplishment by itself is what it is. And let's get to some of these supers. I don't by disagree
1: the way. with you, Vito, at all. By the way, I do think that that part of September's run, I do think, played a little bit of a factor. Like because if I hope they not. if they finished the opposite, if they went seven and nineteen down the stretch, and it was just like complete fucking tank. You telling me that they're that that we're getting what we've gotten the last three days?
0: No, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe no I don't know.
1: fucking shot. So the
0: so mid September on the fourteen and two finishes the reason why AJ Preller and Bob Melvin is back are back.
1: Well, I think it's a reason Bob Melvin like a, a reason why they're okay with bringing Bob back, and I think an okay reason why to run it back next year. I I truly in my heart of hearts, John, I swear to God, I do believe that this affected maybe not to like this huge extent right because they still missed the they still would have missed the postseason either way bottom line is the bottom line but i do think for how they finished going 14 and 2 in their final 16 having this false hope for the last three weeks of the season i i i swear dude i believe that played some role and it was it was definitely something that was talked about i think it was like hey you know we finished strong these guys actually you know got their shit together and i think this is a good momentum building for next year i'm i firmly believe that
0: i haven't allowed myself to think about that i hope that's not the case i don't yet fully feel that way but there's something that is yeah there's a softening a little bit of going 14 and 2 in your last 16 games to make this thing look like as we've talked about that there's lipstick like hey on a we had a winning record all right, let's get to some of these supers, guys. If you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the super chats. Really do appreciate your support of the channel. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single super here tonight. Whatever's on your mind, we're going to get to it. If it's in a super, click the dollar sign below the chat box. Antonio, thank you seriously. He says uh, when asked if Bob would be allowed to interview, and AJ saying he's under contract, do you take that as a no, or did I misunderstand? It was intentionally ambiguous, like the statement on Monday from Peter Seidler. I believe Bob Melvin will be back. I need to hear it from Bob. Hopefully that happens Thursday, Friday, Monday, somewhere in that neighborhood. But there's no guarantee, based on what A.J. Preller said today about Bob Melvin, we cannot guarantee that Bob Melvin will be back because A.J. Preller didn't say anything other than he's going to be back. And then when he was pressed on it, he intentionally avoided answering the question.
1: Yeah, if you listen back to specifically all of Bernie's questions. I would say Marty's question. Mm-hmm. Questions, I guess. Um, Dennis's question on like, why do you think you deserve to be remain the general manager and in charge of things, basically. There are the, those five questions there. You will all you. Everybody knows that he did not know how to answer those questions at all because of the way he spoke. It was a lot of, and uh, um yeah, you know, I mean, it took him a solid like eight seconds, eight to 10 seconds to, to just try to answer a question about meddling with Bob Melvin's, I don't know, day-to-day operations as a manager. Like he could not get out a concrete answer i don't know if he wasn't prepared for it i don't know if he was trying to work his way to a point where he just like doesn't say anything because that's the that's the that's an aj preller special where he will start the answer with yeah you know i think well again then go down a path of like wait you didn't answer the question you didn't even get close to answering the question you just mumbled for two minutes about fucking nothing and i'm sitting here thinking to myself wait did what what did i
0: ask you it's very much like when you watch the political debates and they ask like your thoughts on climate change and you end up talking about like school lunch programs it's like i mean there was a 90 second response to a bernie wilson question where we were like i mean it was laughable his response to the question and to your point it didn't take eight seconds i think it took 28 seconds for him to really start the process of trying to answer it here's the thing going into this and you know again I, not to say he's got to be perfect he really doesn't when he answers these questions and everyone's different when it comes to this stuff like public facing but you got to be prepared for the six or eight questions you know you're getting why why did this team fail to live up to expectations? will Bob Melvin be back? why should we have faith in you as a general manager moving forward like there's certain things you know are coming up what are your public comments about the dysfunction in the organization like this is not rocket science and the questions that were asked today were not exactly like, the most earth shattering questions in you know press conference history i think they were appropriate fair reasonable questions and there were a lot of them that you just didn't get what you were hoping to get from preller let me get to the super chat from jd gosher thank you jd gosher thanks for hanging out there and john and jim by the way we have a brand new youtube channel daily content for padres fans click the link in the description down below weekdays three to six right here on youtube or on san diego sports 760. jd Gotcher says as a san diego resident I'm sick that Preller is back, but love it as a Dodgers and UCSB fan. A.J. is likely drafting more gauchos. We all love a good car wreck, or as we call it on John and Jim, a train wreck. Um, Yeah, I mean, you could argue it has been a pretty good thing for the L.A. Dodgers that A.J. Preller, I mean, he hasn't gotten close to the Dodgers in nine years. Yes, they beat him in the postseason, and I give him credit for that. Mm -hmm. In the regular season, they haven't gotten close. Even in the 60-game season, they were eight, nine games out in 60 games.
1: Yeah, it wasn't even close, dude. It wasn't even close. I hey if you if you're a Dodger fan out there, if you're anybody in the National League West, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I'm so happy AJ Perller's back. Because I feel like there's this unlocked potential here with the owner who is willing to spend and with the talent that is here and the infrastructure that's in place. And with Bob, I feel like it's just this unlocked potential that AJ can never get a grasp of and he never can get it steered in the right direction and it worked last year it wasn't pretty though like I mean in five years if this continues down this path we might look at 2020 or 2022 as like like holy shit that's the greatest Padres team in the last decade <laughs> and they won 89 games so I, I do feel like with the right person in charge here things with the right person in charge and i do think peter's a good owner i think that he provides the resources that are, are necessary for a team to win um he's just giving his resources to the wrong person like and he's fucking it up and it's also not good when now peter doesn't have any had any, ha, definitely he has blame for like going around aj and tr- you know hey manny uh what do you want you know like that's that's on peter um but like when you have an owner that's allowing and giving the general manager and president of baseball operations all of these resources like hey bro you want to go sign a 280 million dollar player all right well i trust you so go pick out the right one and he puts and picks Andrew bogarts an aged shortstop that after the first year they're asking him to move over to first base like what potentially <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could have done so much more with that $280 million, dude. And instead, you spent it on Xander. who had an okay year. Not, not even close to good enough. And after year one, you're asking him potentially to move to a different position.
0: I'm not as concerned with the regular season win totals. I'm really not. I mean, 2021, Atlanta, 88 wins. 2014, Giants, 88 wins. You can win a World Series winning 89 games. There's no requirement or prerequisite anymore to win 100 games. To get into the postseason, what I am concerned about is missing this much this year. Like how you could expect to compete for a World Series and not even legitimately vie for a playoff spot is, I mean, a complete and utter miss. And how do you even explain missing by that much? They didn't have to win 100 games this year. They didn't have to win the division. They had to be firmly in the postseason. They were never in playoff positioning. Their last time they were in playoff positioning was when they were 18 and 15. So they just – it was the biggest swing and a miss in Padres franchise history, and it just cannot happen again in 2024. Let's get to you, Jim. Uh, Jim, thank you for your support of John and Jim. He says, your thoughts thoughts on what Preller said about Grisham. Um, I just would say this about Grisham and about all these – younger controllable players they're going to need them so you better be saying publicly glowing things about the campusanos and the grishams anyone that's arbitration eligible that isn't Juan soto about to make 30 million dollars a year we've discussed their payroll issues they will need players like trent grisham or players that make less than trent grisham moving forward because there's no path to solving center field with a free agent i mean they're going to need to solve their rotation via free agency mm-hmm. potentially they're not going to be able to do this moving forward and keep that payroll below where it is right now.
1: Well, hearing him talk about Trent Grisham today just makes me think like even more further's the point of how much of a liar he is at times. Cuz there's no fucking way that you could think Trent Grisham has like something in the tank and like something that's unlocked. Like come on. Give me a break. Why didn't
0: you dude. unlock it the last 3 years?
1: Like yeah, like give me a break, dude. So Just hearing him say those things about Trent Grisham, I was like, I know you're lying. Like, I just know you are. Like, tell me you're lying without telling me you're lying. Listen to his answer. There's nothing really
0: else. I mean, what else could he say?
1: No, I know he could have have, uh, framed it totally differently. Not like, I mean, it made it seem like he thought Trent Grisham was like the next coming of Mike Trout. (laughs) Like, hey, dude, this guy has some unlocked potential and we just got to get out of him. But I believe that man once we do he's gonna get going and to be honest with you i definitely checked out when he started when questions were asked yeah. about Trent christian that was craziness. it's like i don't
0: care like he's been up for like five years he's been in san diego for literally year, yeah. four seasons his combined numbers in san diego is 695 ops at what point you just say that's not good enough for a playoff caliber let alone world series caliber everyday center fielder yeah he's got a good glove great who cares yeah. they're good enough defensively go get someone that can hit they cannot hit they, they cannot hit a petco park consistently as a team they underperformed offensively even with the big four you need to supplement your offense and i'm willing to give up defense for offense every day of the week
1: mm-hmm. and if trent grisham in korea on march 20th is your starting starting center field. fielder it's a problem it i just i mean all, uh, furthermore tell me you're not a serious franchise without telling me you're not a serious franchise I, like yeah no again i'm with you could you still win with trent grisham there like yes sure. but bro can we just like maybe i don't know understand the fact that w- you need to upgrade at that position like, are we just going to say, sit here and be like, ah, oh, well, we got a bunch of other talent around him. So who fucking cares? Like, who even, why even bother trying to upgrade that position? Why? That's a problem. You should always be looking to upgrade every single position on your roster when, when you need to look at it. I mean, obviously, you're not trying to upgrade for over Tatis and you're not trying to upgrade over Manny, um, Bogarts. Cause I mean, those guys are making the most money. And if Soto's here, you're not trying to look to upgrade over Soto. But if you're not like at least attempting to look to upgrade over Trent Grissom instead of just appearing to just give him the starting fielder spot, like what are we doing?
0: Why would you? By the way, he made $3.125 million this year. That's a gross overpay, obviously, for what he gave you. He's going to make $4 million next year just in the arbitration process, maybe more. You can go get a player on a rookie deal, you can go get someone for 700K. I'm saving the money. I'm saving the two, three, four million. I'm moving on. The project is over. You gave it four years. It hasn't worked out. It's time to move on. Nobody gets four years in Major League Baseball. I mean, some guys don't get four weeks in Major League Baseball. Andrew, appreciate it. Andrew P.A. Um, Might be a super sticker. It doesn't show up in our software. You can see it, though, on YouTube. Andrew, thank you so much for your support of the channel. Let's get to our member, Rich McGuire. If you want to become a member, year-round content for Padres fans, Custom emojis and badges. Click the join button down below. Thank you for the Supers, guys. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Rich, longtime viewer and supporter, says, D-backs, we're on a losing streak, and we started their run, losing two at Arizona and then losing three at Petco. I remember it very well. They took our spot. Arizona was left for dead until they picked themselves up off the mat to Rich's point against the Padres. It was going to be one or the other, potentially, in retrospect. Could the Padres turn their season around? With the benefit of hindsight, the answer clearly was no, but he's right. I mean, Arizona was done, and Arizona turned their entire season around at the expense of the San Diego Padres.
1: You don't think Tommy Pham didn't help them? Because <laughs> he absolutely Yeah, did. he
0: did. Even after Pham, though, there was that three-week run. I'd say by late August, they were playing as poorly as anyone in the National League, maybe like a 2-15 and 15 run in there at some point, something like that, I, late August. I don't think
1: they make the postseason if Tommy Pham's not traded there. And good yeah, for what them. What you do with them? Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm looking at more of like a, a culture clubhouse thing, like a mindset more than production on the field. Now, he did, I think, produce with them. I don't know the exact things that he did. 241, 720 OPS. He had an 820
0: in New York. Yeah, but not, you know, serviceable numbers. Yeah, he probably did. I'm telling you, when he first got there, I remember thinking to myself, like, I feel bad for this guy. They were terrible. There was a 10-15 day stretch. They lost every single game. And they're bad. And then they faced off against the Padres. And to Rich's point, they took five of seven. It did in San Diego. From that point, the the odds were long. And the Padres, I guess to their credit, you know, the last two weeks kind of made it somewhat well, interesting.
1: Remember the I think AJ Casville said it that when they had that double header and they got swept in the double header and it was like really so bad. to flight out to like deep left with the bases loaded down like two or whatever. Yeah, and they got their ass kicked in game two. And and at the time it was like, well, season's over. Well, like technically, yeah. like it was. Like that was. was that was it because of their stupid fake run at the end of the year made it look closer than it was. And those two games, yeah, it's over.
0: Uh, JD Castro, thank you again for the super chat. He says only thing missing was AJ saying we battled hard. I, the one line I didn't like when it came to like we both agreed that he didn't make a million excuses. He said the record is the record. He wasn't going to make excuses for one run losses or extra innings. The one thing I didn't like that he said um, was what did he say? It was something about oh yeah that hey we like the reason I didn't want to talk about it publicly the final week or two of the season is we were still in it. I'm like, well, were you? I mean, you literally needed a 16 and 0 finish with a Marlins ninth inning loss with a 4-3 lead in New York on a Monday. Like your path was a 16 and 0 finish. To get into the postseason no team in baseball history has done that by the way uh-huh. to get into the postseason so i i like you know this idea that hey we were kind of in it until the end that, that's revisionist history they were never in it after like may 1st they weren't in
1: it it's incredible they just weren't remember when uh kevin was on with darren and he mentioned how a lot of people that were around this team and on the field before games during batting practice like aren't there anymore and he was talking about people in the front office right you know yeah and uh, aj i mean it's just like a a cowardice like you're just gonna hide behind this stupid fake run like you can't get out in front of it like really you can't talk before then You, you couldn't talk when you were down when you were 11 games under 500 I mean, maybe he did. I don't remember. I I think he might have talked talked to
0: Marty when there were a few games under. Yeah. I don't remember the last time.
1: Okay. No. So it was, I'm I'm trying to think. So the the only times that he talked in the second half were at the trade deadline to Marty. And then today, right? I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: He may have at some point. I I don't know. Was he on radio? Was he on radio at any point in the second half of the season?
1: I besides the trade deadline after the trade deadline
0: probably not. They so, weren't good in August. I don't think he was doing a lot of public appearances
1: in August. No, nah, dude, it's 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 unfortunate um because everybody's stuck with him. Padres' are fans Padres are stuck with him. The Padres' fans are stuck with him um and you know, I, we both agree like could they win next year? Absolutely, they could win. But the culture of this team is rooted in dysfunction with AJ Peller at the helm. And it will never change until he's gone. So, yeah, you might, you know, get lucky here and win a couple of years just because you got all this fucking talent. Um, but again, yeah, doesn't doesn't prove to me that you know how to build a winner.
0: No, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I agree with your general point. The thing with baseball is like, You know, could you win with this function? It's probably harder. Um, Do I have full belief that this is going to be Atlanta, L.A., Houston, whomever in the next year? No. I mean, you'd be lying to yourself to think that these are going to be the L.A. Dodgers in 2024, the Padres. Now, can you beat Uh the Dodgers in the postseason? They proved in 2022 it was a possibility with the odds stacked against them. But there's no easy path. I mean, this is not going to be easy to get out from underneath. The money tied up in the core 8, 10, 12 players, a payroll that likely drops, a lame duck manager, a general manager that's also probably in a very hot chair, even with Peter Seiler. At some point, it's going to end. I don't know when, but you can't do this again and again and again. So, I mean, there's a lot of things working against the Padres heading into 2024. Let me get to one of these supers here. we got a lot of supers to get to. HBVV, thank you so much for your support of the channel. He says, uh, when asked about Signing Hater only pitching one inning, LOL. I, I what was his reaction or what was his response to Hater? That's when I ran into Orange Theory. I heard it, but I didn't really hear it. I know he said he had interest in talking to his representation, like he said about Blake Snell, like he said about Juan Soto, and an extension. But he was pretty, he was very complimentary. I thought of Josh Hader and what he meant in the 2022 postseason. That's, I kind of remember
1: him saying that. I think I think HB VVB PPV JJJ. Is bit is referring to the question asked by John Howard, which is phrased funny, and, and credit to John, he was just Got like you. He was like, "Hey, so what? What are your thoughts on potentially signing Josh Hader, even though he refuses mm-hmm. to go three days in a row and right. never pitch more than three outs?" Gotcha. <laughs> I think it was. I think that was pretty funny to hear. But what that. did he say? What was his reaction to that, dude? He was a stone faced mouth I don't, I don't like like yeah. literally I don't remember sometimes what he says because it's the same thing, well, really shit say anything, yeah over and over and you're like what what did you say like right. there's there's the there's this sentiment that and and I was thinking that like to like there wasn't there weren't any questions that were asked today that or there weren't anything that, was, that wasn't that was asked. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. There wasn't anything that wasn't asked. The only I thing I wanted to know
0: happen. is where was Bob Melvin, but it's since yeah. been explained by Bernie Wilson that Melvin actually had a conflict and is expected to speak with the media. That was per Bernie. Mm-hmm. He's expected to speak with the media shortly.
1: But everything that was asked is I was satisfied with. There wasn't something that was like left on the table, I thought, like, oh, why didn't someone ask about this? You know, I was in the dentist chair getting my teeth cleaned and... John's doing trying to do orange theory, but like I was, yeah, you know, there's this thought process of sometimes why even ask AJ this? Because we know what we're getting. Like, what's the point of asking AJ any legitimate question? Because we know that he's going to get some bullshit answer from him.
0: Yeah, I said today he's Bill Belichick without the credentials. Bill Belichick can do whatever the hell he wants. He's considered one of the great coaches in the history of the National Football League, if not the greatest. And he can do whatever kind of coach speak he wants to do. He's got the credentials to back it up, and he can get away with it. A.J. Preller is trying to be Bill Belichick without the credentials. And I don't think it's overly appreciated by fans of the organization that have gone above and beyond to support what they're trying to do, despite the fact that they have not had great results. I'm talking about two of the last three years, super disappointing, yet they're drawing at the gate. And San Diego has... The Padres have benefited from the departure of the of the Chargers. Make no mistake, the Padres have benefited greatly from the departure of the Chargers. Now, they've also invested, give Peter Siler credit, they've marketed the franchise incredibly well, but I just feel like Padres fans deserve better transparency, mm-hmm. honesty, and this should be a franchise that's capable of fielding a winner considering the level of investment that that Peter Seidler has put forth over the last four years. It's not on Peter Seidler alone to make the team win. His baseball people need to be better than they've been. There have been some wins in there, like 2022, but you can't have 2021 and 2023 just because of 2022. Is how I see it.
1: And it's it's why i rather read an article from Dennis or Kevin or Ken Rosenthal than listen to A.J. Poehler, like, lie. Explain it away. Like, I, I just... Now, again, there's some in-between truth, right? It's not as far. I don't think it's as far as th- this way as it is this way for Preller. Like, I think there's somewhere in the middle. But I do tend to believe just, I mean, things you hear and things you read, you're just like, okay, yeah, It's I, I feel like it's leaning this way than it is from whatever Preller says. So, like, that's why I just, sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to listen to him. I mean, sometimes I, I see Preller is on, like, a radio show or – interviews whatever and it's like i only listen to the question rarely do i take anything away from his answer because he doesn't give you anything Mm -hmm. like okay what question was asked to aj and what type of bs response did he give to that that's how i view things not 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 like hey what did aj respond to this question what did he say it's more like what was the question and how did he react to it because we know the we know the answer I don't even, I don't even care about the answer. Just like, did it take him 20 seconds to get into it or, or what?
0: All right, guys, if you're here, please subscribe. If you're here, please support our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at farmer's insurance. You can see his website on the screen right now. He's a great insurance agent. You can take that from us. I've had a homeowner's earthquake and in life insurance policy for the better part of the last two plus years added in the life insurance policy at some point earlier in 2023. Great insurance agent. He can save you hundreds of dollars by switching your insurance over to him. But here's the thing. He's got great service and communication. We had a claim in here last year. He took care of everything, saved us literally thousands of dollars, saved us dozens of hours of time. He's an amazing insurance agent. He's a San Diegan, born and raised here, lifelong Padres fan, huge supporter of our work. So if you support our channel, please check out Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Click the link in the description down below. You can get a free quote online. You can get a free quote by calling Mark, whether it's a renewal He can save you money or you're looking for information on a new policy, whatever it is, auto, home, business life, condo, renters, earthquake, right? Whatever it is, trust us. Mark Nimitz can save you money. He's a great insurance agent. If you support our channel, the next time you have any insurance need, the next time you have any renewal, before you renew, get in contact with Mark Nimitz at Farmer's Insurance.
1: Yep. All his information is above my head and Nimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to uh, our buddy Mark, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you.
0: All right, thank you, Mark. Thank you guys for hanging out. Subscribe. Thank you for the super chats. We're going to get to all of them tonight. A little bit of an extended wrap up show on this Wednesday evening. Preller, Melvin, likely both to return in 2024. They left thank open me. the possibility. Well, Melvin. I mean, you said today that there was no guarantee Melvin was coming back. Did you not?
1: Well, Preller's for sure returning. Well, I said I
0: Preller and Melvin likely to return in 2024. Preller's back. I meant he Melvin back for sure.
1: Melvin. And Melvin.
0: Melvin's back. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't buy any of this. Melvin's
1: not I, back. I give it. Less than a, 1%. Uh, I was going to say less than 5%. If he's speaking
0: get... with the San Diego media, I'll give it less than 1%. If he doesn't, then I'll, I'll I'll increase the odds. And that's why my am uh, my, at 5% because he that's hasn't right. spoken yet. All right. Um, Paul, thank you for the super chat. He says, as a baseball fan living in Dallas, I appreciate finding a sports show that talks about sports. Thanks to you both. What a concept. What a concept. <laughs> On a, we don't always, by the way. We've had some no. interesting shows over the years. Um, He says on the Padres, do you all think there's any manager who could mold them into a team? It's a fair question. Like if Bob Melvin can't do it, who can? And Melvin's had the two winning seasons in A.J. Preller's tenure. So you could argue that Melvin is that guy. Listen, there's some great managers in the game. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, Bruce Bochy's done a really good job with the Texas Rangers. Um, Brian Snicker in Atlanta, I think has done a really good job. Rob Thompson in Philadelphia has done a really good job. Dave Roberts has been highly criticized. He's in the postseason every single year. But you know Bob Melvin's a a top third manager right now in the game. I've argued before maybe he's not. He's a top third manager in the game. You should be able to win with Bob Melvin.
1: Yeah, Bob's not this problem here. I mean, does he have blame for this season? Absolutely. Did he make mistakes? Like, yeah, he did. Did he potentially cost his team some games? You could you could argue, yeah. I'm sure. But like, I mean, the overall census here is like this is not. We're not blaming Bob here. We're not right. doing that. Uh, we we have said we I we have been steadfast throughout the entire season on that point. Um, so I'm not even thinking of another manager who can mold this team because Bob's the guy, right? Who's they, um, they're not going to do
0: so, better. I mean, who are they going to hire?
1: No, and they and they probably realize that, and they probably are maybe kissing Melvin's feet a little bit here because they don't want him to go. I mean, imagine if they pushed him out. Imagine if they're like, look, we're going to go in a different direction, but like. That's mutually part ways here.
0: Yeah, they know the optics aren't going to be good.
1: Oh, and they know they can't get anybody better. So they know they have to make this work. Because if they don't, fuck. Yeah, I
0: mean, like the, oh, well, Ron Washington. Ron Washington hasn't managed in 10 years and is in his mid-70s. I mean, it's not yeah. to say he can't do it, but Ron Washington is, is clearly better than Bob Melvin. Nobody can say that definitively.
1: No, and and the crazy part to think about is, John, this exact time next year, we're probably talking about, unless they like go on this crazy postseason run and mm-hmm. go back to another NLCS or go to a World Series for the first time ever in Preller's tenure, we're probably talking about who's the next manager of the Padres if yeah, they don't get him an extension. Potentially. potentially.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that same thing. I thought when he was hired, and we said it three years ago, I thought when he was hired, he was a three-year manager. I really did think that. As a veteran guy with two decades managing, I didn't think he was a 10-year manager. I thought they needed to win big now. And a year ago, they won relatively big. Um, I don't know what he would do if they made the postseason next year. They wouldn't get rid of him. He'd absolutely be offered an extension if they make the postseason next year. I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that he wouldn't be. But does he want it? I I, I don't know if this is a 10-year job for him. Oakland was a 10-year job. I never saw this as a 10-year job. I saw this as a short-term gig Mm -hmm. for Bob Melvin where he was hoping to do something he hasn't done elsewhere, which is to get to a World Series and win it. And if you can't do it in three-ish years, you can stick around and try
1: to do it in 10-ish years. Yeah, I don't know. I also think it is interesting. And like we have to hear from Bob and there's a lot of things that can still happen this offseason before next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what the first question to Bob is, right? The first question to Bob is, Do you are you on a one-year deal? It's about, hey, how do you feel about being a lame duck manager going into your final season of the podcast? And then he
0: might be like, what are you talking about? They extended me 10 days ago, but right. I'd be surprised if that happened.
1: But that's, that's the main question for Bob's like, Hey Bob, if you want to return, are you okay? Being a lame duck manager on a one-year deal with this team, knowing that AJ Preller and this franchise and history of it have like more often than not fired people that are on their final years of their deal right. midseason because of uh you know not performing i think it's gonna be hard to fire
0: bob melvin midseason. i think it's more of a reflection on aj preller and the organization than it's going to be on melvin and it's just gonna it's gonna fully cement that this thing is fully off track and needs to be put back on track by someone else and it'll be paid fully so, like, from Bob Melvin's perspective, if you're on a one-year deal or you're on a two-year deal, I mean, is he really worried about having the deal in 2025 as well? I mean, he's getting paid either way for 2024 is my point. Does he need 2025 to manage in 2024? I would feel pretty decent even on a one-year deal from Bob Melvin. They're not getting rid of me if we start three and six. They're not getting rid of me no. if we're 13 and 19. I mean, I'd be surprised. If you get rid of Bob Melvin at 13 and 19, you're getting rid of AJ Preller at 13 and 19. And th-
1: he, they can't, like, Preller can't fire Bob.
0: I don't think so. I really don't. I The contract could expire. He could retire. They could part ways. I don't think he could fire him and save his job.
1: No, he he, he can't. I mean, he mentioned today, well, you know, in, in nine years, it's pretty normal to go through three different managers.
0: Yeah, but then Dennis said there's only three other teams that have gone through three full-time managers
1: in the last nine years. And I'm going to guess that, All of those franchises, the two other franchises, have changed their general manager in the course of that span. Yeah,
0: all of them have changed their GM. It includes Philadelphia. It includes the Mets. It includes one other team. I I have to look at the way he phrased it. Um, They've all changed their GM other than San Diego. Did Dennis write a piece tonight? He did. Oh, dude. It was earlier. It wasn't tonight. It was eight hours ago. I didn't see it. Yeah, he did. I think it was Dennis. Well, there might be another piece in The Athletic on Melvin. I think it's Dennis tonight. Um. Because he led it by saying there's only four teams that have done this in the last nine years or whatever. Mm. I need to find it. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Five hours ago. Um, Since Mm. the start of the 2015 season, four major league teams have hired at least three full-time managers, not including interim. The Phillies have fired, have hired four. The Mets are searching for a fourth. And the Angels, who, mount, who announced Phil Nevin is out. Then there's the Padres, the only team in this group that has employed just one head of baseball operations throughout that span. So they're the only example of the 30 teams with this many managers and only one GM over the last nine years. So it's not as commonplace as AJ Preller made it out to be today.
1: And also, I can completely twist that Insane saying that you've gone through th- you're on your third manager in your last five years yeah from the time green was out to tingler to now melvin right so you want to make you want you want to go that route and say that three managers in, t- in 10 years is normal well then i can say well guess what three managers in five years is not normal
0: sjl stevens thank you for the super he says with the season behind us and the man and the man the melvin is that melvin is character pride goals options to seek other opportunities do you really think Things could be the same for 2024. Do I think that Melvin and Preller will be back running it back at the helm? Yeah,
1: I, I do think and I hope that there's a lot of like pissed off members of this team going into next season oh th- on the same on i thought you meant
0: same like preller and south are actually or excuse me preller and melvin are actually back no i think the results could be different i have no clue yeah. so are, yeah. i think it's yeah he's asking oh who knows who knows, who knows? i don't know so many moves still to be made i mean
1: i think they could be good i also think things could be the, the same It'd be the same thing yeah. because if you trade one Soto this offseason and you don't have any opportunity to uh you know build your rotation out because your rotations i don't feel like going to be better than it was potentially going to be this year i mean Mm -hmm. you're losing blake snell you're potentially losing michael walker and you're potentially losing seth lugo so um if you run it back with a combination of like a waldron avila uh you know fucking nick martinez and musgrove and darvish like good luck
0: (laughs) I don't think it's horrific, though. Like, I still think you could... There's a path to more than 82 wins, even with that rotation. The rotation this year was really, really, really good, and the team wasn't really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, I don't think that'll be, like, the worst rotation. You know, that's a middling rotation, potentially, but you should be able to win with your offense. Their offense should be improved
1: in 2024.
0: I don't know if it will be. Could you you imagine,
1: though? Because they had, they had... What top five pitching rotation this year ERA goes? Yeah, absolutely. Imagine if everything flipped, How right? Their bottom do?
0: five rotation, top five offense. How do you think they would do? The same. Yeah, I think they do worse. I think if their pitching is yeah. bottom five. They're going to lose more games. Like if you had a bottom,
1: not but I'll give them credit here, bottom ten, bottom you ten. Rotation? That, I don't
0: think they'll be better. I don't think they'll be better with a yeah, bottom yeah, ten rotation. When you ask the Padres to outscore people playing at Petco Park, half their games, you're asking yeah. for trouble
1: you you can't win in baseball without pitching. Point yeah, to.
0: and again, you could you do it if you're the Phillies or the Nationals or the Rockies and y- yeah, you probably could. But could you do p- it as the Padres?
1: Phillies have pitching, dude.
0: But here's the thing though, the Padres in 2020, I think slugged a little bit and it was 2 months in the summertime. But to do it for 6 months, yeah, is asking I think a lot. Mm-hmm. Um JD Third, thank you. He says uh Sidler was willing to borrow, not spend. No, he he spent. Because he's done things that other organizations haven't done. Now, it could be a problem moving forward. They might not be compliant with Major League (laughs) Baseball moving forward. But I don't think it's because he's just – I mean, he's trying to win via the spend. Unfortunately, as we've learned, Yankees, Mets, Padres here recently, it's not a direct correlation. It can help.
1: It didn't help the Padres, unfortunately, in 2023. I do think that is the question moving forward. Like there's obviously the Lon Soto and the construction of this roster after this bullshit with Preller, right? But man, that payroll question, like what's it gonna look like? Oof. I I think that is the biggest thing now heading into this offseason. And some people are like, oh, it's fine, they're gonna be around like 210 million dollars. It's okay okay you think okay fine you maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm an idiot and i think that, you are i i know maybe i think you know hey if they have one soto still on this roster at 30 million dollars and all the current players right and they got 15 mil to spend i don't know maybe they can do it i don't know i gotta see it first but that is yeah, a question for me.
0: I, I want to hear what the payroll is going to be before I say, how are they going to get it to 199 or 209 or 219? I think at some point we'll get a clear indication, but I do agree with all that have reported the payroll is coming down. To what extent is it coming down? I think we're going to learn in the coming weeks. Um, all right, guys, if you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the supers. We're going to roll through all of these. We apologize. We're a little bit delayed on the supers. We'll get to all of them. I promise whether you're here live or on replay. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks as well. We appreciate those. Um, Patman, 0074, thank you. He says, call me dumb, but I think the players hold most of the blame. Learned very valuable lessons this year. The September team was scrappy and had no ego. A couple things. I'm not going to take anything away from September. I think there's a chance that this team did learn a lesson, but... A veteran laden team with Xander Bogart and Manny Machado and Juan Soto, who's won a title, should not need to learn any lessons. They've been through the battles. Manny Machado's been through it. You, Darvis, has been through it. Joe Musgrove's been through it. They shouldn't be learning anything. 30 year old plus players in the big leagues, they should have known what it would take to compete at a high level this year. And I do agree that a lot of the blame is, is uh, squarely on their shoulders.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think anybody here, just because, this show is dedicated to talking about the AJ Preller, whatever you want to call it today. um, Doesn't take away from the fact that the players are a huge reason why this team failed miserably this year and why this season was an embarrassment. Um, They take a lot of blame that to me, you know, if you're looking at the blame chart, I love a chart. It's, I I put Preller in the front because he's the one that constructed this entire roster. And then to add on to the dysfunction, to add on to the problems that were, that are going on with this team. Like he's the front of line for me, but very close behind is the big four led by Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's Preller one and it's like one, like one B Manny Machado with the big four. And then the rest of the roster and then Bob Melvin.
0: Dude, Manny had some really terrible commentary when he spoke with Kevin Acey about the state of the franchise and on 2023. The whole high school, college baseball thing. I'm watching Bryce Harper lead the Phillies deep in the postseason for a second consecutive year, or deeper. They were in the World Series last year. They were both free agents the same year. I looked at Harper's numbers since going to Philadelphia. I'm looking at Machado's numbers in San Diego. I mean, Machado's got some work to do, folks. And he's going to make $600 million as a Padre or $500 million as a Padre. He's got a lot of work to do. And he's got to say the right things. He's got to perform the right way. He's got to stay healthy. Um, so Machado, I mean, Machado deserves criticism based on what has happened here in Welcome to the dark side, John. Um, Antonio, thank you. He says, I saw a tweet about the coaching staff being discussed between Bob and AJ. Who do you see going, if anyone? I mean, they have to keep Niebla. Beyond that, I'm not concerned. I don't think anyone's going to lose sleep or celebrate one way or the other if you're keeping offensive coordinators or hitting coaches or they're departing. Mm. Um, if you're keeping third-base coaches or they're departing, the key names to – here are the key names. Peter Sidler, A.J. Preller, Bob Melvin, Ruben Niebla. Those are the key names to consider heading into 2024.
1: Yeah, and Bob will probably want to keep Matt Williams around if Matt wants to stay. Yeah, absolutely. He's been with with Bob wherever he's gone. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I could give two shits who else. They fire the rest of the staff. I mean, it's another bad look on Preller just because there'll be more coaches that he's gone through. But you're right. The only people I care about is Melvin and Niebla. Um, Everybody else to me is replaceable. Very easily replaceable.
0: Right. Nobody's going to be like, who got a... Coco Crisp, he was actually fired, I think, today. And he's, obviously, his A's relationship, his time yeah. of the A. Coco Crisp is the new hitting coach. Here they go. Nobody's <laughs> going to say that. I mean, and that's not a that's not to take anything away from Coco Crisp. He might be a good hitting coach, but mm-hmm. it's not on these hitting coaches to get Manny Machado to perform or Sander Bogarts. It's on here's, these individual players.
1: Well, here's the thing, John. They don't actually have a hitting coach. Whatever they have, an offensive coordinator. Same thing.
0: Um, Guys, if you're here, we told you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. Thank you to Aura as well for their longtime support of this channel. Great company, plant-based nutritional company. If you need plant-based supplements, if you want to get healthier, it's got to start with Aura. ORA.organic, their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan, native San Diegan. Office is right here in Liberty Station in San Diego. Check them out at ORA.organic or click that link. In the description down below, whatever you need they have, I've been taking their probiotic for like nearly two years at this point. Every single day, I take a couple of probiotics from Aura. It's an amazing product. I've taken probiotics for better than a decade, and I love the product that Aura has. It's plant-based. They have pre-workout supplements, proteins for after workouts, omega-3 oils. If you're taking fish oil, take their omega-3 oil. Get the same health benefits. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, and more. Check them out at ora.organic. Click that link in the description down below. Again, if you're supporting what we do, please check out our local sponsors, Market Farmers, Will at Aura. Check them out at ORA.organic. That is ORA.organic. Or click the link in the description
1: down below. Yeah, go there right now. Uh, If you guys want to start taking supplements and you're like, I don't know where or what to do or where to go to get some good supplements is the best place for you it's all organic plant-based uh supplements cleanest healthiest on the market if you guys like to work out and you're looking for some good pre-workouts because everyone's always looking for good pre-workouts if you work out a lot go to aura uh, pick up their raspberry lemonade flavored pre-workout it's amazing uh, they have protein powder for after workouts as well uh, go there right now pick up some stuff and uh, you'll thank us later
0: all right thank you will thank you Aura. let's get back to the supers kenny says johnny Are you a bit bummed you didn't stay in Philly now on behalf of San Diego? We apologize. Here's a little-known fact. I was not born in San Diego, nor was Jim. We do feel as if we're qualified to speak on behalf of, well, the Padres. Not really on behalf of the Padres, but we feel as if we can still talk Padres baseball. No, there's nowhere I'd rather be. 75 degrees and sunny today um if i ever leave san diego i'll be divorced because my wife will never leave san diego so no there's no place i'd rather be than san diego um i think the famous tombstone in philadelphia is i'd rather be here than in philadelphia and that's not a tombstone of like Mm -hmm. being like six feet under but um no grew up in philly um but thrilled to be in san diego yeah there's
1: nowhere. I'm getting but married. But Jim's moving to Philly I, because his, his fiance yeah. is from Philly. Right. I'm moving there in two weeks. Exactly. For the start of the NLCS. Right. <laughs> if they move on, Jim's
0: out. Uh, Moises, thank you. He says, uh, no words. F. Preller. I, to me, that's fire? strong. I, I don't, I, if he's saying fire, that's fair. It, to, to, to be using curse words about, I don't feel that way. I just feel like it's about job performance. He hasn't performed. That's why I feel the way I feel. I think other people probably feel stronger about it. Um, he hasn't lived up to you know what he should be right. This team has underperformed. That's on AJ Preller, but Peter Siler's the one that keeps him employed, and that's Peter's decision, not ours.
1: Yeah, I think I've met Preller a couple of times. Talked to him. I I don't think yeah, he's a bad guy at all. Um, I just don't think he's good at his job. And for what we talk about on a day and day basis, I give my opinion on him. And that's my job and my opinion on him is I think he's a bad general manager and he doesn't deserve any more chances. That's it. It's that's the name of the game. It is. And he understands that too. It's not like he doesn't understand it. He knows. He knows he's getting ripped. He knows that he is getting destroyed. Okay. Dude's got Twitter. He's got some burner accounts. Oh, out there. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he not an idiot. He consumes today. everything. Yeah he confirmed that he has a twitter today. He's like, "Yeah, I check out the twitter interactions or twitter conversations." So like, you he 100% sees the backlash and the outrage for sure. But he's not letting it affect him because the guy that's employing him has given the full boat of confidence. So why should this why should any fan say affect him?
0: Moises, thank you again. He says, an effing Zoom call. He's weak. Of course, a year ago, it was in person. Don Orsillo introducing A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin off that National League Championship Series. This year well, it's A.J.'s was a, office. That was like, Last year was like a celebration.
1: Like, oh, we lost in the NLCS in five games, but you know what? This was awesome.
0: I'm actually, just me personally, as like a member of the media, I'm cool with the Zoom. It's easy. It's simple. It's easy I to do. consume. Everyone can get there. I don't really care about that. Yeah, um, I listened
1: to the whole thing in a dentist chair. Like, yeah, you know how easy that is to do.
0: Yeah. But I understand the point. Like, like you weren't in person to address the media and take these questions head on. I, I get that. Uh, mm-hmm. Keaton, thank you for the very generous super. We appreciate it guys. Thank if you're you. here, thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Please subscribe year round content year round. We're in the off season. We've got it for you year round. If you're a Padres fan, he says cyber Thanks, is Adam. involved in roster construction. Uh, Manny plus X were also his decisions. AJ is still here because Seidler feels responsible. He's a great owner, but we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. That's fair. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. There's much more to AJ Preller than what we are aware of. And I'm sure Peter Seidler has a level of accountability for this roster as well. Keaton, to your point, I don't know if Seidler would keep Preller, though, because he feels accountable for putting Preller in this spot. I mean, that that to me might be a bridge too far. I think one day... Peter Seidler may have to make a change regardless of whether or not he's meddled in this roster. I'm talking about Seidler has meddled in this roster Mm -hmm. or not.
1: Let me, let me ask you this question. Do you think this is, do you think that Preller will, whenever he leaves this organization, whenever he's not a part of it, Preller. it Preller, will it be because he got fired or will it be because he left on his own?
0: Well, he's not going to leave. I mean, he's got a better chance of being Cashman than leaving in terms of tenure. He's not going to leave.
1: I meant right? like... like uh, He would have to retire. <laughs> like not leave on his own, but... Um, you know, it's, uh, sometimes GMs leave because it's time or sometimes GMs leave and they're like kind of viewed as uh, like, I don't know, like it's time type of thing. I don't think he's that kind of guy.
0: I mean, He's anyway. not an its time guy. You're gonna have to take the keys away. You're gonna have to yeah. disable the email. The so guy, basically, yeah, I mean it's you're hired
1: to, you're hired to get fired. That's that's the name yeah. of the game.
0: He's forty six. He's calling people at two AM Thanksgiving night.
1: He's not leaving. Or yeah, or contract ends. They just don't rehire him. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like if he just goes out through his contract and they're just like, Yeah, we're not
0: rehiring him. <laughs> Even that is hard to envision. It's hard to envision. He's here through 2026, and then he's just letting Three let him go. more years. Three. That's very hard to envision. He's here for three more years, and then that's it. Then why'd you keep him? Um, <sighs> Retod, thank you. He says, Padre fan here. Next year, when you see a guy wearing a Melvin jersey and wearing cleats in the stands, come by and say hi. It's just me. Thank you, Retod. We will. Thanks, Absolutely. Ritod. And for Padres fans, say hi to Retod. Yeah. We'll be there next year.
1: They, they can't keep us out
0: hopefully not. Um, Moises, thank you. Says keeping Melvin because of optics. Seidler is clueless. Uh, I don't think it's an optic play. It's
1: like a, we don't want to hire another manager play because it's an
0: optics thing for Preller. It's not going to look good for Preller. Yeah.
1: And, and I think, you know, while I would have fucking like fired Preller on the spot, the second, the season ended um and you've mentioned it like how difficult it would be next year to win with new management and it would, a, it would be a disaster and uh general and you know everything in place like it'd be fucking hard well they would be asking for time immediately <laughs> so this is their final hurrah this is their like i think it's a last dance without yeah, this is it without the without like the Michael Jordan
0: (laughs) yeah, without five titles and going for a sixth.
1: Yeah. Without zero, with zero titles coming off of a year where they did not deal
0: with any adversity.
1: They they (laughs) wimped. They like crumbled in any face of adversity. They, uh, failed at every corner when they were presented with any type of, uh, pressure and they lived up to no expectations.
0: (laughs) right but they went 14 and 2 down the stretch beating the a's and i'm supposed to believe that has any relevancy no. to 2024 like that's at all valuable information to discern heading into next year right. i just don't see it like that
1: like we could really be looking at seriously like next year is the year when this team says okay enoughs enough we didn't we didn't get anything from juan soto as far as like we're not re-signing him okay um time to just change everything who knows
0: who knows uh talon thank you very much or talon appreciate your super chat appreciate you hanging out man um he says you guys are great should be on the kaplan and crew tv show (laughs) and mighty 1090 well here's the the thing yeah we're already right i mean you can find us on 760 or the iheart radio app um the thing with 1090 is the shows that air on 1090 that are local, like Scott Kaplan's,
1: aren't they like uh, recorded? They're not
0: via. Yeah, they're not live. Yeah, yeah. So like the difference is like for example, if if AJ Preller holds a 3 p.m. press conference, this isn't Scott Kaplan's fault. It's just a fact. Is that if there's a 3 p.m. press conference and he's doing a 3 p.m. show, well, he can't react to it until the next day. That's the beauty of live and local. I mean, things happen constantly, and you've heard it if you've joined us at all on John and Jim, and we're reacting to real time news. So that's the one thing that, again, back in the day when Darren was on 1090, Scott, others with its signal, obviously was a big time player in San Diego, but without live and local programming, mm-hmm. it's just hard to do the same thing that something like 760 is trying to do or even the Padres flagship. It's just, it's a bit of a different business model, I think, than what they're doing right now.
1: On also, 1090. Uh, I just want to get to this before we get back to Subers. Why, why change a surfo? Why do you say <laughs> AM's old timey radio? If you will, I mean, here, here's my, here's my rebuttal. Like, yeah, we appreciate you being here. This is the type of radio. This is the type of content you'll be getting on the radio without the cussing. So like yeah, old timey,
0: are we old timey? I mean, listen, AM compared to a lot of, a lot of sports stations have moved to FM in the last 20 years, right? Like uh, WFAN, WIP, KMBR. Am I correct? was an AM to an FM. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. So there's been movement to the FM dial. With all that being said, AM signals can be heard over like the course of a thousand miles. Literally 760 can be heard over like 500 plus miles from south of TJ to north of Los Angeles easily, up and down the coast, Arizona, Nevada. And it's tried and true. I mean, who didn't grow up listening to sports talk radio on the AM dial? Everyone has the AM dial. Everyone has the iHeartRadio app. What is even the difference?
1: yeah i mean you have we are we are on um uh multiple platforms now so it's not just a well, yeah, youtube anymore. youtube i radio app which i think is the best way to listen because it's the clearest and it sounds like an fm dial if you listen if, if you listen if you turn on the uh i Heart radio app on your phone or a lot of cars have the iHeart in there feature, yep. um it sounds very clean um it's a little behind, like it's a couple, about 30 seconds behind actual radio. But I mean, it's, it's all clean. Yeah, it's 760,
0: a little bit like a 690 or a 1090. And I don't know the full history of all these signals, but it is a legacy station, right? Because they've had Padres, Chargers, Aztecs over parts of the last 50 years on mm-hmm. 760. So again, for us, it's been a big win because we were on a terrible AM signal, like to be honest and blunt.
1: You couldn't shit. hear
0: our previous AM signal. This AM signal can be heard north of Los Angeles. Dude, I would, I would like try. I'd be like, dude, just listen to the iHeart app. Don't, I mean, yep. don't even bother. <laughs> you couldn't even hear it in North County, and now you can hear it in like Santa Barbara. I could
1: barely hear it uh, near Del Mar. Like it was just that bad.
0: No doubt. Um, okay, let's get back to these. Uh, Rita, thank you. He says, can you guys make a blame chart for us? <laughs> I'll double down on my super chats if you do. I'm a visual learner. Fire Matt Williams.
1: Fire Matt Williams. Bla- blame chart for wrap-up show? show? No, no, like blame chart. F- for us. For us. like gotcha. for, the, for the fans. For, our, for, our, for the chat. I think you did it. I just did it. I said Preller's the front of the line, followed right behind, pretty much, I think, hip to hip. Like, it's Preller... And it's Manny, hip to hip, front of the line, and then you got the Bogarts and the Soto and the Tatis, followed by the rest of the roster, and then you got Bob Melvin at the very, not the very end of the line, but he's definitely in line. And Peter's in there as well. I think Peter has now put himself in the blame line. Um, sorry, that that's just the way things go. I mean, I think that he's done some really good things here, but you are now entered the point of your ownership where you are going to start getting. Some heavy blame here if this thing does not turn around because you are enabling um, AJ Preller and you're the one that is keeping him employed and you're the one that is calling him excellence. Like you said today, John, it's not Preller's fault that he's the general manager and president of baseball operations. He didn't hire himself.
0: That, yeah. Like if we had the worst radio show in America, but they kept paying us to do it, we kind of do. <laughs> if they kept paying us to do it, like what are we going to do? Walk away from that? That doesn't make any sense. No, I like, hate hey, do, do that. It. I'm going to quit. Why? Yeah. Why would you quit? I mean, they Here's
1: yeah, part of the problem though. No, that's pretty black and white for me.
0: All right, let me get back to a few of these Supers that are rolling in. Guys, if you want to make sure we get your comment, we've got a handful of minutes here. You can click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to your Super Chat. Subscribe if you're here, Padres fans. Uh, Luis, thank you. He says uh, about the Soto contract, AJ said they would speak with his representation about keeping him in a Padres uniform long-term and about an extension, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is as big of a deal as maybe we've ever seen in the history of baseball other than Shohei Otani, so I'm not exactly holding my breath that the Padres are signing Juan Soto while lowering their payroll in the next, like, 60 days to a long-term deal.
1: Yeah, any question asked? Like, what? What is, what is he going to say? Yeah, we're thinking of trading him this offseason because our payroll's yeah, in the you shitter. Can't, you can't do <laughs> it. You can't do it. Exactly. It, it's going to be the most politician answer, political answer you're going to get from side or from uh, Preller.
0: Um, and then this here from Talon or Talon, Talon, right? Talon, Talon. I'm saying that right. Talon, put it in the chat. You don't have to do it. With the super, um, Jim, here's $5 to say the F word. He'll do it for he'll I'll pay do you. free.
1: <laughs> he'll, do, he'll pay you to do it. All right. Ready? Here we go. Fun. Oh, I like that. Oh, wait, no. I, on. Fantastic. Okay. Because you can't cuss in the chat i've realized that so for mean? everybody out there everybody watching everybody in the chat for talon fuck. there you go you got so much pleasure out of that
0: you <laughs> close your eyes and like oh it's like extended fuck. it out like a hard <laughs> k at the end <laughs> uh thank you talon um uh, maurice machado no relation i don't think to manny uh, says, for you guys, what's good enough next season for Preller to keep his job? NLDS at the very least. Great old-timey AM radio show today. Thank you. Here's what I believe. Now, again, I'm not – right, there's a difference between what Siler's going to do and what we would do. I know this. Preller is back in 2025 if the Padres are in the playoffs in 2024. Okay? Yep. I know that because mm-hmm. he's back in 2024 and this team was a disaster. What I think and what Jim thinks is that they probably need to win – in the postseason, and a wild-card two-game sweep like Milwaukee just experienced or whomever Miami just experienced wouldn't be good enough. Back-to-back years where that's it, 82-80, and 80, then two games and out. So, yeah, I'd want to see them progress in the postseason, but I don't think A.J. Peller would lose his job if this team makes the postseason next year. He didn't lose his job this year.
1: No, dude's Teflon. If, if nothing that has happened in the nine years that he has been in charge— is going to be a reason why they, he gets fired. Nothing will. Um, and if he made the postseason, that only furthers uh, Peter Scyther's belief in him. <laughs> so uh, if they make the postseason, even if they win 84 games next year and they make the postseason, Preller is 1,000% returning. And uh, I, I do think they need to win. I think the expectation still needs to be World Series. Like, why just all of a sudden lower the expectations? because you had a shitty year like nah dude you, they're still very high you have put these expectations on yourselves and if you all thought i'm talking about to the to the players and the podgers organization if you thought that this year was tough because of expectations and the pressure was too much as it was stated by the players this year fucking wait till next season coming off of this year it's gonna be yeah, it's not getting easier the pressure will be very, very.
0: intense. It's going to ratchet up, man. You start with a three-game series and you lose two of those games, or whatever. They start with two games in Korea, but you get my point. Like, you start slow and wow. you are going to feel it. They're going to feel it.
1: Nobody next year, if they start the season zero and two, is going to be saying it's early after this year. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then no, you got to wait a week no after chance. losing two games in Korea.
1: I, I, I can guarantee you, and we like. I think we were the only people in in San Diego in the media that didn't buy to this. It's early fat notion.
0: No. And now looking back, it, there's no such thing. They all matter.
1: Like, I'm pretty sure we would say at times like, yeah, it's early just because it's factual, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that the second they lost on opening day, it was like, Okay, that sucked. Um, but I'm not gonna be happy. Like a lot of got like people, are like that's fine, it's fine. And then they started 19 and 19, or, or they lost that series to the Dodgers. It's fine. It's early, and we're like, no, this is fucking not. This is not acceptable. Like, what are we doing here?
0: They weren't right from day one. We'll never get to the bottom of it. Joe Musgrove has said it, as have others. Bernie Wilson's written about it, as have others. They weren't right. Whatever went wrong, they better not have go wrong again. I'm talking about. Outside the white lines in 2024. You cannot have a repeat of this in 2024. And if you do, literally everything will change moving forward. Uh, guys, before we get out of here, we've been telling you about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. They've got the pickums going on right now across all sports, including Major League Baseball postseason and the National Football League. So easy to play, simple, higher and lower justin fields he's had such a great year with the bears are the bears undefeated they've been unbelievable um so you got justin fields higher than 193 and a half passing yards That's easy for the bears with that offense right now um and you can pair that with anything else for example in the nfl um like how about Najee harris higher than 48 and a half rushing yards if you get both of those right twenty dollars pays sixty dollars in addition to the pick'em's They've got drafts going on right now across all sports, golf, NFL, Major League Baseball, postseason. If you use promo code PODSWRAP for a limited time only, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you can get a 100% deposit match up to $500. That's right, a 100% deposit match up to $500. Check them out right now. Support the channel. Use promo code PODSWRAP. That's P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Couple more supers here, Jim rolling in. Thank you guys. Seriously appreciate your support. Here's the offseason is underway. HBVV says y'all think Snell wants to stay. And then he says Kim over Grisham. Well, that's clear. Um, what but do you Snell, think about Snell?
1: Snell will want to stay. Yeah, I think he wants to stay. Until some of the team goes, You want 180 million dollars? And then right, he's like, they're not offering okay. it. and he's gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think Snell, if all things were equal, would absolutely want to stay. Yeah.
1: I think he found a groove at the end. It took him, you know, two and a half years, and uh, I think he definitely would want to stay because he's a very like routine guy, and comfortable. Comfortability is a huge thing for him. We talked to. I mean, it took him in the whole first year he was here. It was it was just like he couldn't acclimate to San Diego. Like he just physically, he just could not get comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And he, got, he then in the second year there were times, you know, middle of the year where he it started to like kick in, and and then. Towards the end of the season, you're like, okay, he's he's got it in the postseason. Um, he pitched fine. And then the start of this season, it was bad. And then he really just turned it on and he got super comfortable and he would just became this unstoppable pitcher. Um, so, yeah, I think you'd want to stay here. But uh, at the same time, money talks. And when somebody offers him $180 million, he'll go there and be just fine.
0: Yeah, I'd be very surprised. I mean, listen, Preller was very complimentary and said a pitcher like Blake Snell is who we envision in our rotation moving forward. But, yeah, I mean, again, what else is he supposed yeah.
1: to say? Everybody does.
0: Yeah, everyone envisions the Cy Young Award winner in their yeah. rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moises, thank you. He says, I apologize for the F-bombs. F-bom- you don't need to, Moises. He says, frustrated. Don't want Preller to lose his job. Maybe Sadler can reassign him to head scout in Bolivia. Um, uh, we get the frustration, man. This yeah, was a frustrating six months.
1: Yeah, it was uh, It was a lot, dude. Like, I would much rather be talking about a postseason game tonight. Um, But, by the way, every team that was in the postseason, like every, like, every series was a sweep.
0: Seven of the eight all-time wildcard series since they changed formats have been sweeps. Andres Mets was the only one. Yeah. three games. That's crazy.
1: I know. So it's like, look at the Rays tonight. They won There's 99 games. two days games. off
0: now. We have two consecutive days off. Yeah. Well, yeah. But
1: it's look hot. at the Rays. They won 99 games this year. and They got eliminated. Two 99 games and, games and at home. They scored one run.
0: <laughs> in front of 39,000 combined fans for two games. 39,000. Padres oh. are doing that on a Tuesday night against the Rockies. Dude. You know, and the Blue
1: Jays got taken out. They, yeah. I think the I think they got shut out both? Did they get shut out both games? No, they didn't. Right? No, they, like they? One run. they might have scored like one run. They got shut out tonight, two nothing. Or today, Marlins. Marlins it just proved like Marlins weren't supposed
0: to be there, right? But again, um, it's like a, the yeah, you, won, they were an underdog I know, but you're the Marlins. Like, I mean, the, the Padres didn't make the postseason, but the Marlins mm-hmm. did. You know, like it's even a, more of an indictment.
1: Are the are the Rays the most disappointing team in the? uh Yeah, they, they started. You know, what they Colorado? start
0: thirteen and zero. 20 and
1: one, or something, right? 20 yeah, they, and two, like 91 99 games, dude. That's dude. that's a division winner in any other well, not every other division, but you get my point. wins is a long is a fucking... wow, man. Philly's they're beating soundly. Philly's back to back games. Them. I know, Philly's destroyed them, all dude, Philly's Braves should be a good
0: series. I'm not convinced Diamondbacks Dodgers will be a good series. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the two American League Rangers get Baltimore, or the Rangers get Houston
1: uh the rangers get baltimore and the twins get houston yeah
0: i'm, I'm into the rangers orioles series i think that's good i'm into braves phillies i think that's good
1: i mean you know what's going to happen right is boach is going back to the world series <laughs> very well could <laughs> oh man i mean houston struggled down the stretch and
0: baltimore has never been here it's been forever it's, it's up for grabs in the American League. I don't know about the National League. Is it going to be Atlanta or LA? No, I, I think
1: Philadelphia could do it. What's the best World Series matchup for you?
0: Oh, man, that is a great question, dude. Um, like, what do you want to see? Um, I probably would want to see... I don't know, dude. Braves... Rangers. I kind of was going that route too. Yeah, Braves Orioles. That's not overly sexy. Now, I
1: just just let me let me finish. Let me, let me hear me out. Dodgers Rangers World Series, and Boch beats the Dodgers in the World Series. Hmm. That's the only. I mean, it's only yeah, it so risky. Out. Very risky because that was He's like there in the World Series. Yeah, you can't have that happen. Um. But yeah, Rangers, uh, Rangers, Braves. What about D backs, twins? <laughs> yeah, what's the worst matchup? <laughs> D backs, D backs, twins, twins. Um, I don't think D backs, Orioles will be overly <laughs> well rated. D backs, Rangers would be D backs, anybody. D backs, Houston would be pretty weird. There's no way the D backs get out of the National. Oh, I League. got it. I got it. D backs,
0: Baltimore. Yeah, and the T-backs are not getting out of the National League. They're going to beat the Dodgers and the Braves. Beat the Dodgers and the I, – I don't – I mean, it's a nice, nice story. Yeah, for them. Yeah. yeah, it's a great story. It is. Tommy Pham.
1: <sighs> Tommy
0: All right, guys. Um, we'll be doing this throughout the course of the offseason as there is Padres news. Um, I've been trying to convince Jim about a Sunday night wrap-up show, like on retainer, but not the yet. The only
1: way it's happening – is uh well it it will only happen in late november because (laughs) that's when i'm moving stay tuned and that's when i'll have everything set up yeah you but you got to match
0: how's my microphone sound by the way stay tuned sounds good good or really good i'll
1: be curious to hear it on the replay for those
0: that are here live or on replay how's the mic sound compared to my previous mic before mic gate it sounds Sunday familiar. night. Times it sounds and looks way better. It looks way better, and I think it sounds way better too. Um, okay, guys, if you're here, please subscribe. If you're here, smash the like button. If you're here, follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks. And really here. do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, then why are you here? Um, Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Whatever your insurance need is, Mark can help. He can save you real money. I'm talking about $750 or more just by switching. Mark's in San Diego, a huge supporter of the channel. Click the link in the description down below to get to Mark's website. Aura, O-R-A, O-R-A dot organic, plant-based nutritional products. Check them out. Everyone could get healthier. Do it with Aura, O-R-A dot organic, or click the link in the description down below. Why are they yeah. saying we can't hear John? Are they messing with me? I think they might be messing with you and underdogfantasy.com did i say baltimore,
1: I say baltimore and the orioles i'm an idiot i'm tired
0: underdogfantasy.com use promo code podrap PADS, p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p i'm not muted am i You got, people so are you, messing
1: with can me can you right? guys please stop that because he's going to be freaking out gonna and he's going to like literally like cry if if <laughs> he, he, no it's on you guys are mean
0: Okay. I want to do one last thing for our listeners. Do you like this? Okay. I've talked all day. Do you like this? This is called dark tone. Do you like this more? Do you like, this is where we were all day. Do you like this? This is natural. Or do you like this? This is bright. So do you like bright? Do you like now natural? Or do you like dark? Kind of like dark. Dark sounds kind of good. It kind of does.
1: I, Sean I, I, says dark, dark tones good. I could keep it on dark for now. You know, it's you know would be you know be even cooler, John, if you had like a, a like a office and then you could put up. Uh, <laughs> Adam says, I notice no difference. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you had an office and then you could put up soundboards behind you. Then it'd sound really good.
0: Actually, honestly, dude, now that you mention that, Kristen will kill me. I was gonna say I'll bring one back from the office, but what am I supposed to do? Put some huge padding up in my house kristen's gonna rage hey say peter piter peter piper picked a pack of pickled peppers real quick peter piper picked a pack of pickled peppers real quick Does, are the peas popping more in dark mode yeah yeah it, it kind of messes with you do normal okay peter piper picked a pack of pickled yeah. peppers i'm gonna That's do better. natural play, play, what about Oh, hear me out i'm bright pickled peppers picked a pickled pecker <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get a natural it's natural
1: the pops oh, now this is a mine does mine pop pot no, yours, is,
0: yours is. i've always liked the sound <laughs> of your mic i think what's hard about my place is it's i got glass windows i got wood floors so it's it's yeah. it's a lot wow the windows are glass what a concept i'm gonna kill you they're like sliding though they're like a lot of glass okay um all right for jim i'm john see you guys tomorrow San Diego Sports 760 iHeart Radio app 3 p.m. Join us three to six. Peace out, bye. Thanks, guys. Subscribe. Peace.